This is Shaka Wart Speak. Hey, we're back. That <laughs> yes, was me we beatboxing before. And uh, I'm here with um, Dr. Got his, his smell back, snack smell. Yeah. 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 Dr. Got That's his me. smell back, snack smell. Yeah. Um, so, we're, yeah, we've been, you might have noticed we've been missing. Um, we had to mm-hmm. drop some vault vault magic on you all, and then we missed a couple of days. So we we had plans for a third episode uh, follow up to the first two on suffering and death. Yeah, in our uh, series uh, with Miguel Carter Fisher and Ian C Hess, and then uh, along the way, a couple things happened. One is Doctor Blackwell came down with COVID. Yeah, in a serious enough way to knock him out of commission completely. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, uh, my very best friend, the week after we did that, one of my very long-term very best friends, Gareth is one of my very best friends. I have a lot of very best friends, but close, 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 very best friends. You know, Mike Claps included in that and my wife, of course. Um, But one of my long-term very best friends passed away unexpectedly. And that just kind of, it was a mutual derailing. Yeah, because y'all were like in like junior high, high school Yeah, together. we started together so, in sixth grade. I've told stories yeah. on this podcast a few times that are actually in reference to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a week later, his nephew died, who I was there when he was born, and he was murdered. So it was a rough, it's been a rough go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah between those things for me and and um, and, and, and then concern and, and just, you know, prayer and patience waiting for uh, Gareth to, not have COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, so here we are on the heels of the smolder of us living through a taste of <laughs> a little bit of suffering, of and, suffering death. and death, actually, yeah. in, a, in, in a rubber meets the road, wreck your soul kind of way uh, for me. Um, and uh, so we're back. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to be more of a check in until we get back into the flow of things because yeah. of scheduling and so we hope you are uh, with us still. And um, yeah, so this is just a time to catch up. It'll be a short, short um, kind of conversation. But uh, if you're listening, thank you for being here. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're, we're glad you stuck around. And uh, we do plan to have that third conversation. And I think, I think if anything, we, we've got some exciting plans in the future. I can't wait to do our state of the studio address for this uh, year coming <laughs> yeah. as we did last year. And mm-hmm. you know, that's coming That's Hey, that's something to look forward to as we, we got plans and goals on the horizon of um, definitely. Yeah. So anyhow, Gareth, how, how are you feeling? Uh, you look totally different now. It's like yeah. you somehow got shorter. <laughs> I don't know. So here's some of the, here's some of the symptoms of COVID. It makes you shorter. Dang it. Yeah. He's about that's five, two, everything right I didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my bad. It's just that I'm, I'm sitting on a telephone book and I'm looking down at you more than normal. Um, I'm feeling good. This is the the first week of feeling like actually 100. percent Yeah. Um, you know, none of the fatigue and lasting stuff. The only thing sticking around is a is a cough. They said they'll probably stick around for about a month. Yeah. So uh, the cough is like the couch surfer that doesn't leave your house for a month. Yeah, 100. percent Um, and it's uh, yeah, I've I, I've stopped noticing and actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there, it's constant, but, um, yeah, it was, it, it was rough because, you know, even trying to do some contact tracing, we can't figure out where it came from. Mm-hmm. Like we just can't, uh, it all kind of stops. So there were about six members of my immediate family that, uh, that got it regardless of vaccination status. Um, and everybody had pretty much the same experience. Um, but I have some chemtrails, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. I have some uh I have some interesting uh, uh health issues that um make sicknesses last longer than they probably should. Yeah. Because uh, the way my body deals with detoxification and things like that. So um it was uh it was a a harrowing experience. Mm-hmm. Nothing I would ever wish on anybody, um, even the worst enemies. So um yeah, it wasn't good, but I, I, I will tell you one thing. Uh it um pretty much ate up the whole month of October with being sick, uh, the fatigue that lasted afterwards, um, and everything else associated with it. But there are two things that uh, I, I, I kind of want to point to. That One is that while it was going on, uh, because like we mentioned in the previous episodes, those things that actually bring you face-to-face with the reality of our existence um, – they're some of the only spaces where certain kinds of thinking or feelings can occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times we just kind of pacify ourselves. Yeah. You know, we just are like, oh, everything's good. Let me watch another show. Everything's yeah. good. Let me go to another restaurant. Everything's good. Let me have another drink. Everything's good. Let me just, you know. Eat another bean burrito. <laughs> eat another bean burrito. Which I did. Um, and so it's, uh, but it's one of those things where um, there were there were things I was thinking through <clears throat> that um, actually made it a super productive time mm-hmm. in ways that non-sick times can't be productive. Um, so you and I have had conversations about these kind of, I have this list of sort of unanswerable questions that, that I keep on my phone and uh, I just kind of uh, have in the back of my head to process through uh, dealing with uh, design and larger implications and things like that. Um, so while I was on the couch for a week or so, the... Uh, uh, I came up with like three sort of, not answers to these unanswerable questions, but insights. And they're insights that have opened up like completely different kind of sort of terrain. Um, and a lot of that is due to the fact that um, when you are looking down the barrel of something mm-hmm. uh, as drastic as COVID or death, uh, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of like details that fall away mm-hmm. and are actually unimportant in that moment. Mm-hmm. So you can see things with a little bit more clarity in some ways. Mm-hmm. So the first thing was like um, the sickness actually helped have that clarity mm-hmm. in a way. And the second thing was uh, there's literally no way that uh, my family could have gotten through it without community, mm-hmm. like without the people around. And, you know, we talk about all the time, the whole idea of like know and be known. I mean, it's it's on the freaking sweatshirt I'm wearing today. Right. Which is actually at our on our website. It's yeah. yellow. It's yellow. It's it great. Says, no one be known down the side, mm-hmm. and you should go buy one. Everyone, yeah. everyone should wear one this holiday season. Support us and and clothe yourself in yes. some of the best colors and designs. Also, they run a little small, so get the next size up. Yeah, don't be in denial. <laughs> I was, and I'm big. <laughs> mine, mine doesn't look good on me. <laughs> Looks good on Gareth. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> You know, we talk about known being known all the time, uh, you know, and, and at the heart of that is this idea of community and real community, community that can really dig in. Um, so I didn't have any taste or smell, didn't have a huge interest in eating, but I know that, you know, my body kind of needed calories. So, you know, had wonderful friends that were just like dropping food on our porch, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you and your family did that, Ryan, and it was fantastic, uh, even though I couldn't really taste the pizza. Oh, <laughs> it, that's at least, torture. Yeah. it at least was... Uh, uh, you know, getting some calories and protein um, and being helpful. But I, we couldn't have done it. I had a, a sister who took our older kids for a week so we yeah. could just kind of recuperate. Um, 
you know, it, I just, we just couldn't have done it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the suffering couldn't have been mitigated by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we were not capable of doing enough or trying hard enough to overcome what was bad. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't have done it. Yep. There was no possible way that we could have lied to ourselves and said like, Oh, just, you know, let's, let's tough this out. Let's do it. Pull mm-hmm. ourselves up our bootstraps, whatever BS we wanted to kind of shove down our own throats. But at the end of the day, the reality was we couldn't do it ourselves and we had to have somebody else step in mm-hmm. and, and people did in droves and it was fantastic. So uh, that's kind of, you know, the, the experience we had through it, two of the things that stuck out. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> Me too. And I'm glad you could smell because I was selfishly, I was like, I don't know if I can, you know, we, I don't know if we can hang out anymore if you can't get cravings for food like I do. Um, <laughs> well, also like the, you'd have to find a, another nickname. Yeah, I know. And I, 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 and I know you can only come up with one nickname. Yeah. So there's no possible there's way no possible could have replaced it. it. There's no way I could ever give you another nickname. Yeah, it'd have to be like Dr. Can't Snack Smell. Yeah, Can't Snack Smell. <laughs> Dr. No Smell. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, hey, luckily, uh, all good. <laughs> it's back. Yeah. Um, Dr. Can't Smell. And uh, I can I can assure you that uh, Snack Smell is in full force. Yep. Because uh, my kid's candy bowl from Halloween is getting more and more empty and it's not Ooh, from them gosh you just confessed on 100 percent. wow i mean it's not sorry. is it confession if sorry you don't daniel it? and penny and <laughs> oh they watch me they like they, yeah. i'm like my kids this in the me, kitchen and i'm cutting out sugar are trying to right now so i haven't been, i've been resisting their bags it's the worst time of year to do that it's totally so hard is, it's almost impossible it's near it, it is impossible but i like impossible things like impossible burgers no i don't <laughs> nobody does yeah. um that that Maybe also you is do, a, but I don't know. <laughs> Are you real? <laughs> but that's also like a, another layer, although very different from what we were talking about. And uh, but there's still a level of suffering there, like yeah. having to like change those habits and overcome different Ooh, things. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You even talking about it's dark. It, it gives me a little bit of the willies and be like, yeah, I don't know if I like that. Yep. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to turn down candy. <laughs> candy time. Yeah. I can't. I can't turn down candy time. I don't know if there's anything else about. Um, Kind of an update on me, but um, what about what about you, Ryan? Uh, um, in terms of um, all the stuff we talked about before the break, is there? Um, I mean, is there anything that's kind of stuck out to you, or things that have been kind of poignant uh, after that conversation, the conversation we had with Miguel and Ian? Like, well, I definitely think it's generated a lot more conversation, and uh, I think we only scratched the surface, and then. You know, I went into kind of hibernation, hibernation mode in a way because I kind of had to check out a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a, it's tricky. I don't have I don't have any big, big ideas to kick around as much as a pause and a reflection. And then um, uh, I'm excited about, you know, we we have a great show up now if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, let me know so we can, you know, or email Shaco Artspace info at shockoartspace dot com and come see that show. Um, I think we um, we have a great show coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and uh, so you'll want to look out for that for uh, you know a first Friday of December, and I'll say more about that maybe next time we talk. But yeah, um, yeah. Right now, I, I think I've just been, um, you know, it's like you're teaching. I kind of had to focus myself to to kind of get through the teaching in light of uh, light of things, and then um, 
my own kind of health struggles, I guess, kind of were in the background a little bit. And then just like some reading and um, thinking and clarifying on things for the future. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I have some clarity that I didn't have prior to the last, since the last recording. Um, and uh, I can't say much about it right now, but I think it's coming. You know, it'll be mm-hmm. there soon. And uh, I think more, you know, I think the big thing is like uh, um, you already know that you're, you're temporary, but you know, I got a little more, it's just another layer layer of sobriety, a a little bit of hurt and a little bit of like, kind of like, um, I think, I think, I think, so my friend's name is Larry, but I, we always called him Bud. His name is Bud. And so I think Bud passing, um, you know, he's 45, would be 46 in January Hmm. and uh, same age as me. And, uh, he's, uh, I've had two close friends pass and both of them were larger than life personalities. Yeah. So the larger than life aspect gives you the feeling of um, it's the kind of person that's not going away because they're larger than life and they're, they're so full of life. And so super outgoing guy. And we had been talking about connecting. We had talked in a little bit. So um, before the semester and I, we, we had had an exchange on social media and it was like, we really need to meet up. We really have mm-hmm. to do this. It's like, yeah, it's been too long. And then it didn't happen. So I think that's like, I think I got a lot of grief and regret over that. And I'm comfortable saying regret and just eating it and just owning it, that it's real regret. I'm not going to try to pacify it. I I failed in that respect. So um, I think what I'm thinking about is, you know, the thing that we all say, but you want to reckon with how temporary things are and bypass the triviality a little bit and some of the uh, temptation to hide away from hmm. uh, these realities. And, um, you know, COVID has already been a reckoning and a sifting, um, you know, as a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the it's it's like the, I don't have fully formed thoughts. It's kind of like, because not, not super prepared to talk about it, but so it's kind of like the interplay between, um, narratives to explain away things and reality demanding things of you mm-hmm. and the demands that reality places on us are uh, uh are not respecters of persons no so not, not at all and they're not respecters as respecters of narratives that may or may not be true that we see on social media or in the news or in politics or in it's like uh they're, they're uh, ways of explaining things mm-hmm. and, and move motivating people in different ways, but they may not be the most accurate or honest or uh, true. And I think um, I would just, you know, challenge people to look um, like just take inventory, you know, you, the, uh, you know, Bud had, um, has a, you know, his kids are, I don't know. I think, Sakura is like just out of high school, graduating high school, maybe, uh, maybe at most she's 20. And then I, I, I think his son, Sakima, maybe he's like 23. Man. And, yeah. uh, I was there when Sakima was born. And so like, um, they're, they're without their dad. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people love Bud. And so like a lot of people woke up to like, Bud's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just one of those things where obliterates all the other stuff. You're just like, when it's personal to you, it's just like, 
no, nah, we were supposed to get old together. Yeah. That was supposed to happen. It didn't happen. And I uh, can't change it. So, no, no, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And um, uh, I just think we need to take, I mean, who am I to say? But I, I, I just say that I, I, I think uh, everybody's got something going on. And mm-hmm. I think the way we're dividing each other up, the way the culture demonizes each other is um, piling hot coals on top of people with real souls and lives that are very vulnerable mm-hmm. and will go at some point. Yeah. And I think we should be asking uh, deeper questions, not shallower ones. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how else to say it, man. I know it's vague, but um, yeah. No, it, 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 it makes sense because one, one of the things that I, I heard from a friend a few years back that um, I still can't find the actual like source of the quote, but <coughs> I share with my, my students all the time. Um, there's a quote that, you know, paraphrased more or less says, um, the, the problem in the world is not that we don't have answers. The problem is that we are always asking bad questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of them is that I think right now we have, we have a plethora of answers in the world. Right. Anywhere you yeah, everybody's look, everybody's got an answer. You can and 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 with profound senses of surety in yeah. those answers, um, but nobody's asking real questions because real questions then uh, make it imperative that we have conversations with each other, mm-hmm. not shouting matches at each other. Yeah, um, and I think listening. you know, and and for me, like you know, being sick with something that I've watched for the last eighteen months, you know, kill hundreds of thousands of people in our country and millions all over the world, and then uh, you know having death be so close to you. Like, I think that's one of those points where it's just like, you can't help, but the, the shouting stops in those mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Cause it's, it becomes as like asinine and unimportant as it is, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and in those places of like suffering and grief and death, like uh, just having people that are there, like to sit with you mm-hmm. that actually care, like mm-hmm. those, those people are the ones that are needed mm-hmm. in that space. Um, and those people usually don't overlap with the ones that are shouting all the time. No, they tend to be the opposite because yeah. the agenda gets in the way of the the, hum- the humanness of the person. Yeah, you know, and and you want you want to make sure in those shouting matches that everything's completely controlled environment. Plus, bearing with somebody who's suffering, there's no real virtue value in that. There's yeah. no virtue signal value. What are you right. going to do? Uh, post pictures of you um, bearing with a friend who's suffering. Yeah, there's no social media capital for that. Yeah, because everybody the road. Yeah, everybody can see that as completely hollow and pointless. Exactly. Um, so in, no so way it becomes an inconvenience it. to the self-serving agenda. You know, uh, um, like the person who dresses up like they're cleaning up graffiti, mm-hmm. and they go and take a, which I've watched over and over again, or uh, people fake fake protesting, and they go and take a, p- a photo, and then they go put their stuff away and drive away. Yeah. It's like uh, I've, I'm just, you know. I personally am losing patience with that kind of um, fakeness. Just the, um, you know, in that kind of fakeness. Well, that's for another day. I do think just just if I can uh, dip out of this because I, I'll start I'll start actually crying or getting despair. I'll just start to despair. So if I dip out of this, I will say that I think the future conversation that's going to be fun is the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Just kind of shifting it around, like naming something that's already occurring. And then putting on the gas pedal and saying, "Here, we're we're headed for it. Like where you can be anything you want to be in this metaverse space that interacts with your real space through augmented reality and VR, or virtual mm-hmm. reality, or whatever." And uh, um, I got a lot of thoughts about that. I've had them for a long time, but I'm I'm sort of ready to 
Um, I'm definitely feeling feeling like we are entering into a paradigmatic shift mm-hmm. that um, I don't know. Let's just say that there's that scene in the uh, whether it was true in reality or not. There's the scene where the violinists uh, play the violins uh, well as the ship goes down the Titanic movie. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I've always wondered, I'm like, who, who am I in that scenario? Am I the coward that gets on the boat in front of the kids? Am I the person who stays back so that the women and children can get on the boat? Um, am I fretting? Do I lay down and go to sleep as the water rises? Or do I stand on top of the deck and, and uh, play the violin with my friends one last time? Hmm. And I'm not trying to be melodramatic here, or, but I, we're headed somewhere. Yeah. So, you know. Well, and, and again, I think these things only come up in the spaces where we're actually confronted with real life. Mm-hmm. And one of the most poignant places that happens is with when you're face-to-face with potential or yeah. real death. Yeah. Yep. So I think, uh, you know, um, <laughs> not to end on a super depressing note. I mean, I will <laughs> say I, I, I've got some excitement about painting right now. And, and I've seen some good artists making art. And those have been encouraging things. And uh um, I listened to a good, you know, some good lectures recently and, you know, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm in like one of those cycle seasons where I'm really, uh, kind of like personally invigorated and thinking about painting again mm-hmm. in a more of a personal way. And, uh, where I don't feel like I have to like speak to every single kind of thing that everybody is making like, yeah. And so, um, you know, those, those moments come and go like hot flashes almost. So I don't know how <laughs> yeah. long that'll stay, but, um, I think, uh, um, yeah. So somebody in our at VCU did an interview. I, I got called yesterday to answer like six questions about Marissa Stratton who did a show mm-hmm. and it was just like real kind of basic questions. Like, how did you know Marissa? Why did you curate Marissa's show? Like, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's cool. So there's going to be a little write up and Marissa's doing great. And that show is great and it's kind of gone viral as far as like on Twitter and with Zoom because she did Zoom paintings. And, and so it's kind of a neat thing to see. And now uh, um, oh, this was going somewhere. Oh, you know, in that conversation, one of the things I said was, well, painting, painting um, in the hands of able painters with desire and vision uh, interacts with whatever the current medium of the day for communication is or yeah so it interacted with cinema it inter- interacted with photography first cinema it interacted with um uh computers and pixelation and then it's interacting with here you go it's with interacting with uh cell phones and, and instagram and social media and in mm-hmm. terms of marissa's work without compromising or or necessarily uh devolving uh sort of some of the tradition of the the sort of the behavioral makeup of the medium itself and so somehow it's both traditional and really fresh that mm-hmm. work. And, uh, you know, pa- I, I said painting is like a really good dance partner. Yeah. You know, it'll dance with, with whoever or whatever provided the, the person instrumentalizing this is actually good at doing that. And so, um, yeah, I've just been thinking about that in light of like, whoa, augmented reality and painting, mm-hmm. the metaverse and painting. Um, and that's just got my mind going. I don't have, I don't, I don't have any more to say, but I think I, what I, what I'm trying to allude to is I think there's some interesting conversations coming yeah. that we haven't had in this podcast yet. No, I think so. Yeah. Cause you got my mind going. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a that's a conversation for yes. another day. Yes. Hey, so we got a we got good news too. Um, mm-hmm. you, we got what what make a oh, year, dude? Yes. Yeah, you get an announcement. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but a few months ago, uh, I don't know how many months ago it was that everything started, but uh, Ken got his car jacked uh, right from. In and front by the of my way, house. that really happened. Some people yeah. don't have asked that. Is that real? I'm like, yes. No, it I'm, really I happened, was, and I personally was pretty sad about it. Yeah, when I called you and told you, uh, you didn't sound sad. You sounded pissed. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, then I'm sure it turned into sadness. Yeah, it, got, it became sadness afterwards. I was ticked. Yeah, it was, and it was one of those things where, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't even register. Um, so, you know, he aparted at the house for a while while he was gone. And I came outside one morning and was doing some stuff. I probably did stuff outside for 45 minutes. And yeah. then I just realized... I was going to load something into my car, yep. and I was like, oh, I'll probably have to move Ken's car so yep. I can actually get stuff in the back of the car. And I was like, well, I don't have to because somebody's moved it for me. Well, it's crazy. I was at your house that night at, uh, up until about 11, and it was yeah. there. It was there. So, And it was uh, there was a window, I think, between midnight and 3. <laughs> yeah. But we found um, two, like, homemade, uh, I don't even know what you call them, but, like, you know, these, like, metal rods that they just used, used to, to rig it open, pop it open. Yeah. And then... Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a standard, and uh, I think they just probably pushed popped it away. It. Yep. Popped a clutch and went. Yeah, took it for a ride. So the thing is, the good news is, Ken is back in town, yeah. and Cordy is back from looking for the car. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So oddly enough, Cordy showed up when the news you have to announce. It's like, yeah, came yeah, back so, together. So because of all that, we kind of put out a call, and we were like, hey, if anybody knows of any hatchbacks, let us know. We've had some people, like, people hit me up. They sent emails. They text me, and they're like, hey, here's something. But nothing was like nothing was like vibing yeah, for Ken, Ken. He was just yeah, like, Ken's nah, picky. He's, he's heartbroken. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's some specifics. It's like, his first love. He wanted it to be a hatchback. He needed it to be a white hatchback because you know that's just what it is. Um, and so, like you know, we've gotten some folks who sent us some some black cars or different color cars, and he was just like, no, it's not quite right. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not his. It's not his mojo, as he might yeah. say. So, uh, also, he said that the dent. When there's when there's color on the car, because he loves color. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he thinks of the car as a gallery, so that's why the car has to be white for him, because he he likes the white cube space where it allows yeah. for all the color to show. Is, is the way he explained it to me. But also, he says that when he bangs on the car playing the drums with <laughs> boom bap, he said that the uh, the dents don't show as much <laughs> on white true. as they do with color. It's true. So uh, I mean, yeah. he makes a makes a correct, yeah, I guess valid point. Yep. So yeah. Um, so we actually had somebody who donated a hatchback to Ken. Yeah. Um, and and what kind of car is it? Give us the year. That it's it's going to be important because we have to help Ken fall in love with this car. Yeah. So it's a 2006 uh, Scion XB. A um, little more space in the trunk. A little more. Yeah. Yeah. It, it actually like oddly enough, you know, we talk about galleries as like the white cube. And this is kind of literally a white cube. <laughs> literally a white yep. cube. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, Toyota makes Scion, so they have like really great engines. So Ken feels good because it it'll run for a while. Ken also is a larger person, and so normally cars sit low to the ground, partly because of Ken. <laughs> and what he likes about this one, he said, yeah. is because it's already low to the ground. It is. I mean, it's roomy. It's yep. good. Um, and you know, I had a conversation with him the other day talking through it because he's you know he's happy, he's excited because he does not he's not having to like deal with. Things that feel super foreign anymore. He's got his mm-hmm. own spot, his own space, um, and he feels like it's kind of a, uh, 
I don't know, like a little hiatus from the gallery, and you open it up, and it's been remodeled, yeah. you know, so to speak. So he's he's excited about that. But he's just, also excited that Cordy's back. He doesn't understand how yeah. Cordy showed up when the car showed up, and <laughs> we're not going to address that with him right now. No, I don't even want to have that conversation yet. But the I think the the thing that I really I pointed out to him is I was like, look, you open this thing up, and you've got actually a lot more space. It's, yeah. it's almost like you were able to blow Show a more wall paintings. out yeah. in the gallery. Like so, I think that in the long run it'll be good, but it, it, it's a you know it's a it's a good little uh, pick me up. So and we're know. gonna put a racing stripe on it. We think yeah we're gonna yeah. do some things to it. We might just put no and be known over the top of it. You can totally do that. Oh, we gotta talk to Ken. Yeah, we are uh, gonna call a meeting. We got some ideas, and you know so so you look out for it. Be excited about that. Hey, also <laughs> we're getting close. We're it's December. I mean it's November, mm-hmm. and. We had in the works to make a second album with yeah. Ken for Christmas, a third album, like mm-hmm. volume three. Um, but, you know, due to, due to what's happened, we, we missed our frame, time frame. Mm-hmm. So what, what we need, though, is we've got volume two, something you can ride to yeah. that is ready. We got CDs here mm-hmm. that we would love to have in your hands as collector's items. And we also just have the album. I can't, the album's on YouTube. So if you go to yeah, YouTube you can, and you look up the Ken Gilbertson band, um, mm-hmm. that's a rap volume two, something you can ride to. Yeah. That is the Christmas album that Shaco Art Space we made. We all are in there playing instruments and singing and performing with Ken. Yeah, I'm I'm knocking it out of the park with the jingle bells. Yeah, Gareth is just sleigh bells um, are just, just ringing. The emotion behind his sleigh bells. <laughs> My wife is doing fulfilling a lifelong dream of playing the tambourine mm-hmm. in accompaniment with your jingle bells. Yeah, I mean, hey. Um and Mike Michael Clapp was the uh producer. Uh-huh. And uh, sort of arranger of the music, and we have, uh, um, and so he, he produced it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, like an amazing time. Uh, Cody Goblin on the keys, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Williams on the drums. Yep. Nick Seitz on the bass, mm-hmm. and um, I'm there singing some background vocals. Yeah, and so is Rachel Seitz, and doing some art art direction with the songs, mm-hmm. song selection with Ken, and then Rachel Seitz is in there on the whistle. Mm-hmm. And the and some of the vocals that you'll hear, and yeah. So it really came together quickly, mm-hmm. and it didn't it it finished it you know like a week before Christmas last year. Yeah, yeah. So we want you, please, if you would, is it on Spotify? It's on Spotify. It's please on Apple go to Music. Spotify and there. Apple Music and start playing this, and and get this album out to the world. It's yeah. it's got humor to it. It's serious, but it's got humor. Yeah, it's got it's, Ken. It drips with Ken. It drips with Ken, and we want. We want the world to have a little bit of that joy, and this album brings that joy so well. And so, um, and I think also one of the good things about it is, uh, you know, we were able to actually do uh, the album art with the original, the original hatchback. hatchback. So it's kind of a, a memorial, yeah, <laughs> in a sense. We would have never back. known that we would that would be the only time you know, that we'd be able to use the hatchback in uh, an album cover. But now here we are, and it's it's a sad. I'm so glad we got it. It's actually, it's just one of my favorite things. You got, you got, um, you know, Ken is into taquitos, so you got taquitos in the back. Yeah. It's in front of, a, the, the shot was taken in front of an old Kmart. And the crazy thing is, I'm 100% sure that the taquitos we used in this photo shoot, wherever that hatchback is now, they're Those still in still that in car. There. Yep. That's There's also literally a bucket of chicken. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the weirdest thing yeah. to steal. That's right. So, um, I'm we're really asking everyone that listens to 
check us out on Spotify. Let's get this. Let's make this album or at least a couple of the songs viral. Help yeah. us make it go viral. You'll be helping support Shaco Art Space. You'll be bringing, um, you know, um, we're a nonprofit. So you're, um, you can buy a CD. You can buy them as gifts. They're great white elephant gifts. They're on our website. Um, check out our website. Uh, this is a great time to pick out some gifts and support us. But also just play it on Spotify and Apple Music and, and see if we can get, share it with your friends, deadpan mm-hmm. them. Tell yeah. them how great it is, yeah, and let them discover <laughs> what they think about it. It's, it's a it's a fun game to play. Yeah, my 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 dad. I just I gave everybody in my family one last year. Yeah, and uh, my dad. I just he hadn't said anything about it. Yeah, my dad's a, a serious music guy. Yes, um, he multiple, does not say multiple graduate degrees in music, performance, composition, all this stuff. <laughs> and so I said, so what do you what did you think? And he was like, I mean, it was it was good. Uh, he was like. Is that really that guy's voice? <laughs> That's everybody's question. Is that I how said, that guy sings? I said, yeah. That's good. I was like, not everybody's what you might say, like big record label worthy. Yeah. But everybody, everybody deserves to have their their talent shown. Yeah. Plus, listen, if you can listen to Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, you can definitely listen to this album. I heard it this morning. Yeah. It's in and, and here and here's the thing. Christmas music is kind of forever. Yeah. And so um we got uh, Holly Jolly Christmas on there. We got um, Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. And uh, White Christmas. White Christmas. And Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. And Ken, Ken uh, is able to change the structure of the songs a little bit. I was going to say, it's kind of unfair to say that those songs are on the album because he, he Ken he, with everything, does what he does. Yeah, he makes them different. So um, I hope that you'll, you will jump in with us. And begin to bring this song to more people, this CD to more people. Yeah. Starting now. So that by the time we, you know, my goal, we're trying to get it onto some Christmas um, stations, you know, that play mm-hmm. music to get it in rotation. So even if you can call local stations and ask them, hey, can we can we get you to play this album? Like we're. I want, nay, I, I want Ken Gilbertson. I need Ken Gilbertson band. That's a rap Christmas album in rotation. I need to hear it. Yeah, and it's especially important right now because, you know, it's been two years since we told Ken that we'd uh, partner with him to yeah. kind of get some stuff where he wanted it to be. <coughs> Excuse me. The um, You know, this this is a great way to kind of help that now that he has the new hatchback. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it, we're kind of we're starting from scratch starting with him on scratch. this. You know, we're he doesn't have, have any of his... Uh, his <laughs> All his stuff got stolen in the His car. weird organization that he had in there. I mean, yeah. his... His organization that sure. he had in there. Yep. Uh, you know, this is just literally an empty car. Yeah. So we're, you know, the the build out of the gallery and the shows we'll be doing, all that has been set off. And, you know, uh, COVID does does put a strap on a certain amount of um, yeah. cash that we can spend. But um, this is a great thing. You're getting something and you're giving something. And then, you know, I think the more listens uh, we get, uh, there's a chance over time that we could – bring a little bit of um, money back to this project yeah, and, and support feature. So I hope we've said enough to pique your interest and get you in on this project. You're, you're a part of it. hundred you percent. You're, you're actually share it on Facebook, uh, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter. And, you know, buy some CDs and physically share them. Yeah. Buy some physical CDs and do, yeah. Get on Spotify. Let's blow it up. Yeah. It's good stuff. So um, with that, maybe uh, consider this us checking in and just being honest about 
the state of affairs and, mm-hmm. and why we had to kind of take a break. And we hope that you're uh, supportive and understanding and that some of what we shared is, uh, you know, just um, provoking enough and, and also, you know, uh, exciting enough. Like, you know, we, we don't ask this much, but I would really ask you to like and share our podcast. Write mm-hmm. us a review. You know, five star five stars helps a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Writing reviews, we we could use a big jump in that area. So if yeah. you have listened to us and have never gone on like Apple mm-hmm. and written us a review, um, um, subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Write us a review. Give us a you know give us some stars. Give us five stars if you would consider yeah. it. Um, check out our Patreon. We have been able to do more with the support of our patrons than mm-hmm. we have in the past. And every dollar counts. So if you're a, a frequent listener and you got five bucks a month, you can kick over to us on Patreon, please do so. And you know, if you can kick over 50 bucks, 25 bucks, 100 bucks, if you can do 500 bucks, um, and you've been thinking about it and you've just never done it, because it's one of those things where you could think about for a year. Yeah. And it's not because you don't want to do it, it's just because you, you just haven't, because life gets busy and it's an inconvenience. But I'm telling you, it matters significantly that you support us. So mm-hmm. support our podcast, support us through Patreon, and you can find these things on our website. Mm-hmm. You can look under Listen, and it'll give you links to the podcast. You can look for, look us up on on Apple, mm-hmm. iTunes podcast. You can, um, and we're on all all streaming platforms. But also, you can find under support, um, you know, uh, us on uh, Patreon. And Mm so, um, yeah, do those two things and, you know, um, consider sharing our podcast with like five or 10 friends, Mm -hmm. you know, share, pass the meal out. Um, we'd love to increase our, our, uh, listener base and, um, in the coming month, you know, month and a half, we'll, you know, when we get to the state of the, uh, studio in the future, we will share with you what that money is going to help us do, uh, in 2022. Yeah. So with that. I think we're good. Yeah. And I hope you're good too. Yeah. Because as always, you're a fantastic audience and we love y'all. Peace. We will catch you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.